0: Welcome to this week's Energy Show. The topic of today's show is San Jose's newest electricity provider. I hesitate to call them a utility. They're technically an electricity provider. The organization is called San Jose Clean Energy. They will be launching their cheaper and cleaner electricity service in February, this February. Now, here's the background. The utility industry is going through a massive transformation there's cheaper power from wind and solar. And, you know, If you're a business or if you're a homeowner, you can easily get your own electricity from your roof or parking structure or anything like that for much less than the energy that's being supplied by the utility. So that's a dilemma for the utility industry. And now you can also add backup power and batteries to your system that not only provide backup power in case of a blackout, which you know, our customers are seeing are becoming more common than ever, but it also allows you to time-shift your energy use. So the utilities don't charge a lot of money for electricity in the middle of the day because they have so much solar power. Solar's cheap. They don't give you that, that benefit. They charge a lot of money for electricity in the afternoon and evening. So you put a battery in, you charge the battery up during the day, and instead of spending $0.45 cents a kilowatt hour on your electricity in the afternoon, you get basically 6 or $0.07 cents a kilowatt hour electricity from your battery. Great deal. And this just happened recently. The bankruptcy of Pacific Gas and Electric. They're one of the country's biggest utilities. It's a great company. It was a pioneer, still a pioneer with renewable energy and lots and lots of issues on the utility industry, but they just filed for bankruptcy in January because of the fires that they seem to have caused in Northern California. So at this point, we're talking about early 2019. It's not really clear how this whole bankruptcy thing is going to work out. It's certainly not clear about how the whole utility industry will evolve, but one thing's for sure. The utility industry will never be the same as it's been for the last hundred years. The era of centralized generation, public utilities, selling power with wires, building generation systems, and selling power to customers, that's kind of over with because there's just so many changes. Okay, Now, one of these changes is called Community Choice Aggregation Electricity Providers. And that's what San Jose Clean Energy is. They basically buy the electricity, and they supply it to you through the existing utility lines. Now, these are becoming much more popular. We call them by an acronym, a CCA, because community choice aggregation takes a long time. So that's today's TLA, or for those of you who haven't listened to the show, three-letter acronym. So a CCA is basically just an electricity retailer. They buy electricity, mostly solar and wind, from large solar farms and wind farms, and they transport this electricity over the existing utility transport transmission and distribution lines and then they sell the electricity to customers in their territory and most importantly these ccas aren't owned by corporations they're not owned by investors they're managed and owned by local governments, so they're kind of cropping up all over the place in cities or in counties that really want to break away from the traditional utility model, want cleaner, cheaper power, and really want to benefit their citizens. So it's working out really, really well. I kind of looking at an analogy here: they're retailers. So if you go to like a store to buy something, the materials in that store weren't always purchased directly by that store. The materials that whatever you're going to buy are usually sold by wholesalers through distribution. And basically that's the way electricity is being transmitted now too. Instead of trucks moving these items, you've got wires that are moving the items, wires moving the electrons. It's easy. And it can be transmitted and counted very, very easily. So now these CCAs are basically a hybrid business model. The incumbent utilities, the utility that's been there for a long time, they provide the maintenance services for the power lines and then the distribution services. So in the utility industry, there's kind of three layers. There's transmission, long-distance transmission lines, power plants somewhere in the California desert. These high-voltage lines transmit the power to a local distribution Uh, area. And you kind of see those in your neighborhood or around town. There's big wires coming in, big boxes, big fences, lots of equipment in there. And that's where the power is. The voltage is cut down from hundreds of thousands of volts down to the 480 volts or so that's used by the customers. So the utility is continuing to provide the transmission services and the local distribution services, those utility poles outside your house or outside your business or those transformers that are sitting in the backyard of your business, the utilities are still going to maintain those. But in addition, the utilities also provide the services. But the difference is the CCA buys cheaper and cleaner electricity and sells it to the customers. So the CCA is buying the, buying the, the power output from a solar plant in the desert. The, the power goes on to the utility transmission lines. And when the power comes off locally in, say, San Jose, they see how many kilowatt hours there is, and they can charge for that. So these CCAs started about 20 years ago. The nation's first CCA, which is called the Cape Light Compact, was in Cape Cod. And it's still operating. It's serving about 200,000 customers and they have good efficiency programs. I got some friends in Cape Cod and I'm going to check in with them and see if they're using it. Now, in 2002, it started to happen in California in a big way. The California State Legislature passed something called Assembly Bill 117, which enabled these CCAs to go into business and mandated, and this is kind of a key thing, that customers would be automatically enrolled in their local CCA with an option to opt out. So this is a critical thing. When San Jose Clean energy starts up, just like all the other CCAs in California, every single customer of the PG&E or the local utility is automatically set up to get their electricity from San Jose Clean Energy. They can opt out and say, I don't want to pay this. I don't I don't like these CCAs. I still want to buy power from my friendly PG&E. Customers are allowed to do that, but everybody's automatically enrolled. So you end up with 95% or more of the customers in an area, customers in San Jose, are going to be basically getting their power from San Jose Clean Energy. And that way, San Jose Clean Energy can acquire the power at a really good discount, actually cheaper than PG&E. I'm not sure why, but they're able to do it. I think PG&E's margins are too high. Now, the first CCA in California was something called Marin Clean Energy in 2010. I remember, you know, there's lots and lots of fights about that. And, and there's a ton of interest in California and around the country about these CCAs, because they make so much sense. (laughs) Except the utilities. The utilities hate it. They lose revenues on electricity sales. They're not selling the electricity. They don't make the markup. They get to build fewer production and generation assets, and that also reduces their profits. So what's interesting is PG&E in 2010, when Marin Clean Energy came out, and the PG&E saw, boy, this is going to happen all over the the state. They sponsored a bill in 2010 to prevent more CCAs in California. PG&E spent $46 million. Where did that money come from? California ratepayers, 46 million dollars lobbying state legislatures against more CCAs. Fortunately, they lost and you know here we are in 2019. what goes around comes around these CCAs are doing okay in PG&;E's background. Now here in the San Francisco Bay Area, and you know we're mostly in Silicon Valley, Silicon Valley Clean Energy has been up and running for a couple of years. It covers most of Santa Clara County, except for San Jose, Palo Alto, and the city of Santa Clara. There's Peninsula Clean Energy, Peninsula San Mateo County, Marin and Sonoma Clean Energy, San Francisco has a clean energy program. And people expect that in about 10 years, most of the state's customers are going to be served by CCAs. These customers are going to get cheaper and cleaner power. It's great for the state. It's not good for the utilities. That's why they're fighting it. Now, I kind of look back. Cinnamon Energy Systems has over 1,000 customers getting their power from CCAs, it's working out really well. The customers are just like, hey, you know, it's fine. I get green power. I got solar. My neighbors get clean power too. It's great. It's one little problem. <laughs> the only drawback of these CCAs is the electric bills are almost impenetrable. They're so complicated. Every time I look at one, I see some new stuff in there. I can't even figure it out. So. One of the things that, that we can talk about briefly here is I'm kind of looking at a typical customer's bill. Now this customer have solar. You know, I've looked at a lot of other bills that don't have solar and, you know, the CCA is still involved. And this is, we're talking about Silicon Valley clean energy. And the complexity of the bill isn't really due to Silicon Valley clean energy. It's just the nature of the way electricity is billed and charged in California. These bills are like 10 pages long. So for the solar customer, they 11 months of the year all the solar customer pays is a monthly electric charge about $10 a month. Heck, back in 2001 it was about $4 a month. Now it's doubled. No big deal. All right? Then once a year on the 12th month of the anniversary of the k- interconnection of the system, they, they get something called a true-up. And that basically reconciles the credits that were generated by the solar running the meter backwards, usually in the summer, against the net charges that happen in the winter. There's you know not as much sun, you use more electricity net in the winter, net of solar. Now, if the charges are greater than the credits, you pay extra in that month, but it's not billed until the true-up. And if there's more credits, then you might get a check. Now, PG&E only issues a check if the credit are over $100. Otherwise, the credits are wiped out. Silicon Valley Clean Energy, and I hope San Jose Clean Energy also, will write you a check. If your credits at the end of the year are over a hundred dollars. And the other really good thing is that if your credit say is fifty dollars at the end of the year, and you know I'm looking at a customer here, this customer had a thirty-four dollar credit at the end of the year, their credits roll into next year. So that's really, really good. So you know, next year if you know if your credit is seventy dollars, it's gonna be thirty-four plus seventy, you know, you come out ahead. That's really good. That's one of the key reasons why I like these CCAs, they're not keeping the excess generation. <laughs> Just a crazy anecdote. When And I had solar on my house and very, very careful about energy use. I had $163 net metering credit. Now, it's just weird the way it worked out with PG&E that, that I still was not a net generator. I, it was just because of a time use thing. But my bill was negative 163. They wiped it out. They didn't even say thank you. So what did I do? I replaced all my LED bulbs with incandescents. I used an electric space heater, and I got my bill to like $40 the next year. And that's just kind of silly, but that's kind of the economic motivation that you have your utilities and give you credit. All right. Now, this electric bill that we're talking about, really complicated because of all these crazy charges. I mean, I've seen how these charges kind of keep getting tacked onto your bill as time goes by. I'm just kind of looking through this thing on page uh, page two and page Four. there's this thing called the dwr bond charge well for those of us that have a long memory they remember that these bonds were paid off from every single customer's utility bill as a result of PG&E's last bankruptcy in 2001 so here we are 2019 we're still paying off for the last bankruptcy in, in this case boy for the year this charge was a hundred dollars to this customer that kind of sucks that's because PGE went bankrupt guess what we're going to see another bond charge like that as a result of PG&E's latest bankruptcy. And I did some back-of-the-envelope calculations. That bond charge is going to be about 10% of the bill. It's going to be even bigger than the last one. The liabilities are bigger. Okay. Another cookie charge, this one's really hard to explain. It's called the public charge indifference adjustment, power charge indifference adjustment. Now, basically what that is, it's a result of CCAs. CCAs came in, the incumbent utilities, PG&E, Southern California Edison, and San Diego Gas and Electric got really mad saying, hey, they're going to take away our customers. So, can you... You give us some extra money. So that we can keep making the high profits that were guaranteed, because these bad CCAs are charging less money for electricity. So this is basically an extra charge, so that utilities can maintain their high profits. All right, another cookie charge: the public purpose programs. Now this one's a good one. I got to kind of go along with it. It's it, these are for energy efficiency rebates, going back fifteen, twenty years. They paid for the California Solar Energy Incentive Program, and and I believe these this tiny little amount on the, the charges. They also pay for this chip rebate, the Self-Generation Incentive Program, plus all kinds of other things if you want to put in an efficient refrigerator, a multi-speed pool pump, and things like that. There's money that's put aside to do that. All right, another charge. Nuclear decommissioning. So we're, it, it costs as much money to take apart, decommission a nuclear plant as it does to build it. Actually, you kind of look at how much the plants in in California cost 30, 40 years ago. It's costing more money to take them apart. So that's there. And then the last one is really subtle. It's called the non-bypassable charges. And only solar customers get hit with this. The the utilities were complaining, once again, the solar customers are are basically taking away their revenue. So they don't want to give the solar customers credit for some of these other charges, the bond charge, the power charge and difference adjustment, the public purpose program, the nuclear decommissioning. So these are non-bypassable charges. They end up being really small, about 5 to 10% reduction, in only the daytime credit you get for power that you send back. So this is for a solar customer if you're generating power during the day and you're using all of it, you get the full benefit. If you send some back to the utility, instead of crediting you and say. $0.40 40 cents a kilowatt hour, they're only going to credit you at like 36 cents a kilowatt hour. But, you know, that's why you put a battery in, you're not sending the power back, you're charging up your battery, you get the full benefit. All right, so that's kind of cool. All right, now, I'm looking at this bill from the customer, how the billing is done. This is done through Silicon Valley Clean Energy. And the entire bill comes from PG&E, so Silicon Valley Clean Energy and soon San Jose Clean Energy. They're not going to send you a separate package of, you know, every month a separate letter that, that has your bill. The billing is going to be integrated with the PG&E um, electric bill. So basically, you pay your entire bill to PG&E. PG&E keeps the charges for electrical transmission. They keep the charges for distribution. They keep the charges for all these miscellaneous crazy charges that we talked about. And PG&E pays... The CCA, in this case, current on this bill, Silicon Valley Clean Energy, and soon San Jose Clean Energy, only for the generation charges of the electricity. So basically, Silicon Valley Clean Energy generates power. They, they they buy power from a power plant in the desert somewhere. They may pay three or four cents a kilowatt hour for that by the time it's delivered, and they charge PG&E say six cents, and that's how you're able to kind of save a lot of money because PG&E might have been charging you ten cents. All right, so this bill describes closes all the generation charges from Silicon Valley Clean Energy. There's a separate page on your bill. It's really crazy. It's hard to understand. You got I spend a ton of time looking at these bills. And actually, if you're good at explaining electric bills with all these charges, solar credits, and the CCA charges, I'm going to hire you. So send me an email at cinnamon.energy. It's so complicated. and It's getting worse. And as I mentioned, we can expect new charges for PG&E's bankruptcy bond to crop up in 2020 next year. That's going to happen, because somehow the bankruptcy's got to be paid off, and it's not fair to do it completely through taxpayers. And the best way to do it is PG&E's going to borrow long-term money mm <laughs> From the state, and it's going to be paid back through everybody's electric bill. All right. So let's look at this. People ask me questions and kind of look at these online blogs and things, and I look at Nextdoor, and they're saying, Oh, I, what about this new thing called San Jose Clean Energy? You know, what, what do you think about that? All right, I see absolutely no downside to San Jose Clean Energy or any CCA for that matter. Silicon Valley Clean Energy has been working out great. The only downside, as I mentioned, is that the electric bills get even more confusing. Now, also, full disclosure, you probably probably won't notice the 1% or 2% cheaper electricity. It's cheaper. Uh, you know. They guarantee it. But you probably won't notice it because that less lower price for electricity is completely lost in the noise of annual weather changes and your power consumption. So you really can't compare it on an apples-to-apples basis. But it, it will be less in every single bill that I looked at. Yes, indeed, the customer, when I kind of dug into it, they're being billed less for electricity. All right. And, and the other thing is, with San Jose Clean Energy, if you're wondering, sign up is automatic. Now, if you really don't want to have a different electricity provider, and I see some people on the blog saying, I don't want my electricity managed by the city of San Jose in any way, you can stick with PG&E. You just kind of opt out, and that should be a fairly easy process. I think you could do it via email or on the website. So, just kind of taking a step back, I've heard no real complaints about these CCAs, other than it's just kind of hard to understand how it works, but we're all going to get used to it. All right, so the thing to keep in mind is these Community choice aggregation utilities are only electricity providers. They don't provide the distribution services. So bizarrely, when you look at your electric bill, and now we're kind of taking a step back. It's really nothing at all to do with CCAs. When you look at your electric bill, you're only getting charged like six or seven cents per kilowatt hour for electricity. That's how much it costs. And by the way, if you put in solar, it's about the same. But you're getting charged a total of 30 cents a kilowatt hour on the bill. Why? The distribution services are really high. The the distribution, the profit, everything else. So three quarters of your electric bill has nothing at all to do with generating the power. It's all about the profits and distribution, the transmission, and then all these cookie charges. So PGE continues to get most of the money, their cash flow is still going to be really strong. All right. Other question people are asking is: Is there going to be any impact on CCAs from pg es bankruptcy? Well, pg is still going to continue to provide the same level of billing and power line maintenance that they've been doing. They generally do a pretty good job. We still have blackouts. They're <laughs> they're not doing a great job of maintenance in many regards, and they're terrible at fire prevention. That's why they went bankrupt. But you know they have a lot of hardworking, smart, intelligent, committed people there. They're trying to do the right thing. They're just bloated from a bureaucracy standpoint. Now, here's the thing: If you have solar, or if you're thinking about putting on solar, I'm going to to make a crazy suggestion. I recommend that you sign up for the more expensive electric plans with your CCA, with San Jose Clean Energy. Why? Because you can run your electric meter backwards and get credited at a higher rate. So with Silicon Valley Clean Energy, this is the one that, that everybody uses in Santa Clara County except San Jose. This is called the green prime option. With San Jose Clean Energy, they call it something different. It's called the totally green option. So my understanding is that That's going to definitely save. I kind of look at it from customers. You're going to save 1% or 2% more. But if you're a solar customer currently in San Jose, you don't automatically get signed up with San Jose Clean Energy until next year. I kind of scratched my head about that, and and I kind of went through the same issue with Silicon Valley Clean Energy. They had the same transition. It's a little bit more complicated with solar customers because you've got to handle this annual true-up cutoff with PG&E. So they're not doing everybody automatically. They're kind of going to stagger it throughout next year. All right. Another question I have is people were wondering, somebody on next door said, hey, you know, I already had somebody come to my house last year saying that they're the new local utility. And you know, I had people like that come to my house too several times. Guess what? It's a scam. And the worst thing is, this scam is usually perpetrated by unscrupulous solar companies. They hire people to go door to door, and they tell the customers, "We're the new utility. We're cheaper. Oh, cheaper is good. New utility is good." These people are look, you are know, very sincere. They're hardworking, but really, they're just trying to switch you trick you into putting in solar at a really high price and it's just completely wrong and i apologize for these actions by our industry and, and we are trying to stamp it out i've been involved in various solar ethics committee meetings and committees to try and stamp out these bad practices now thing is ccas like San Jose Clean Energy and Silicon Valley Clean Energy, they're real and they're legit. They communicate through official documents. To my knowledge, they're not going to go door-to-door and say, can you sign up? Because everybody's automatically signed up. So watch out for those people that go door-to-door, wherever you are. That happened a lot in California. It's happening throughout the rest of the country. Generally, it's from an unscrupulous solar customer. If they're misrepresenting who they are, they should just tell you that the company you're with. All right. Now, in my view, CCAs are the future of how electricity is going to be generated and sold. They're managed by our elected officials. Regardless of what you think about our elected officials, they're trying to generally do the right thing. And if they're doing the wrong thing, we kick them out. Now, ultimately, these CCAs, I believe, are going to take over the management of the power lines and distribution systems in our area, too. I don't really see a reason why they couldn't. Yeah, you don't want government doing more things, but we have this, we have monopoly, monopoly utilities that are just raking us over the coals doing these things and not doing a terrific job. Silicon Valley Power. That's actually a utility in the City of Santa Clara. Silicon Valley Power does everything in Santa Clara County, and they're doing a great job, and their rates are half the price. Palo Alto has the same thing. So, in my view, our future is definitely going to be cleaner and cheaper power: solar, wind, battery storage at night. And the future is going to be a lot more of these CCAs and kind of taking over more and more of our, our energy generation, transmission, distribution. All right, that's all the time we have on this week's energy show. Thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in. And if you miss any of today's show, you can always go to our website at cinnamon.energy.